Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, um, Anthony Whitealder, and the rest of the Steelers front office, including Art Rooney II, as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond. Uh, a roster that I, you know, we know is probably a little bit far away from uh, competing for a seventh Lombardi trophy just right now. Um, so look, the Steelers, another loss, uh, you know, it's, it's a hard one to take Steel fans. Um, if you when they had a first quarter like that, 23 points, um, like, you know, the way they came back at, at times in that game, um, but you know, in the first half to lose like that, to not be able to do anything on offense when the Steelers get turnovers, like that freak, you know, TJ Watt interception, it's really hard to take Steelers fan. It's not going to be our year. Um, but what we do in this season and in the coming off season will help make it our year. And so that's really where the focus has got to be. What can we learn? What can we do? What can the players put together this year to be able to help us win in you know 2023 and beyond? And hopefully they can get some more wins along the way. We want to build a winning culture. We want to build confidence in Kenny Pickett and George Pickens and some of these other Steelers rookies, which obviously this show in season, we focus really around the rookies from Steelers and their, their opponents. And so that's a good segue. Um, a couple of shows ago, we started with the opposing team first and then the second half of the Steelers. And I want to do that today as well. Namely, we've got the Colts are using a lot of their rookie draft class, um, which is, I, I guess, it, it's interesting. I was just sort of surprised of just how many <laughs> they are using already this far in the season. So we've got a few players to look at. Some names as well that you'll be very familiar with from the draft, guys like Jelani Woods, um, the big tight end. We'll cover him first. Bernard Raymond, the tackle. Um, Alex Pierce, the wide receiver. And Jojo Doman for regular listeners of this show, someone that I covered late in the process. He's a bit more of a... Um, a sort of safety linebacker cross style player. Um, but I think he's beefed up a little bit based on the sizings that I've got through pro football reference. And of course, Nick Cross out of Maryland, someone that a lot of the steel, a player that a lot of the Steelers team, you know, fans were looking at and saying, Hey, if we're not bringing back Terrell Edmonds, is this a guy you go after? Um, and, and he went in the third round. So look, let's get straight into that. And then we'll have our break after we reviewed all the Colts players, talk about the Steelers rookies and how they've performed, especially coming out of the um, Bengals game and look at how the Steelers are sitting and where do they need, where are the easiest areas for improvement on this team? And yes, play calling is one of them, but let's see what the stats tell us as well. So with that, we'll go into Jelani Woods straight away. He's a six foot seven tight end, 265 pounds. So a, a Zach Gentry type, um, but definitely caught a lot of balls in college. Uh, he, so far on the season, has 79 yards, seven receptions off 13 targets, catch rate percentage of 53.8%. He also um, has played, he sort of didn't play at the start of the season, but he's played more as the season's gone on. He only had two yards last week. Um, he's someone that you're going to see block a lot of guys. He's not played any more than 38% on the uh, 
38% of the offensive snaps in any game this season. He plays a little bit on special teams as well. He wears jersey number 80, um, and he's a big boy. And so he could make one game-changing play for them. He could be a mismatch for the Steelers. Um, so I think when he's on the field, how they line up Terrell Edmonds against him is interesting. The other thing you got to remember too is that the Colts have Mo Ali Cox, the another big body tight end. I think he's six foot five, but he's in the he's definitely a bigger blocking style tight end, a bigger body to sort of shape up against. And that makes it really hard. Um, and it's kind of we're kind of lucky that the that the uh, Colts have O line isn't having as good a season um, because of all, all the injuries that they've had. Or otherwise, and same with Jonathan Taylor, and now he's injured. Um, because with these two big blocking tight ends, this could be a real juggernaut. Um, and you can kind of see like they had things in place to help them win. You think about Jeff Saturday as center. Um, ben Roethlisberger told a very funny story um, of that in his football and podcast this week about Jeff Saturday when they're at the Pro Bowl together. But Jeff Saturday as a as a center, as a starting center and, and pro bowler in the NFL is going to have these guys blocking and really focusing on that trench work. Um, so a guy like Jelani Woods could provide them, um, you know, could help them set the, you know, do, do stuff on the edge, um, set some key blocks. Another guy is uh, Rodney Thomas. He's a linebacker, 200 pounds, six foot two. He is more of that sort of hybrid, that safety style linebacker, um, the Mark Barron sort of type, but a bit smaller. Um, he He's played an interesting amount of snaps on the season so far. It kind of surprised me um, from what he's done. He's played... 55% of the defensive snaps. So he's obviously playing the sub package style roles. He's only allowed allowed five completions on nine targets. He's got one interception on the season. He's only allowed 34 yards, 50, 50, 50, 50, a 55.6% completion rate um, and a quarterback rating of 64.1. Um, one missed tackle, 28 tackles. So he's only missing 3.4%. Really solid tackler. Um, and he wears jersey number 25. So he could be someone that really... He works to shut down the Steelers' offense um, when when Kenny Pickett is leading that offensive unit out there. Then the next guy we'll look at is Bernard Raymond, another six foot seven guy. He's two hundred ninety pounds on Pro Football Reference. I'm sure he's put on a little bit more size since um, getting into the NFL draft in the third round, seventy seventh overall. People are saying he could be a second rounder, maybe even slip to the end of the first. That was kind of a bit a bit um, ambitious. As we got later in the draft process, he's played 100% of the snaps in week five, nine, 10, and 11. Otherwise, he missed, I think he was out for the two games straight in week seven and eight. Um, he plays a little bit of special teams as well. He wears jersey number 79. In terms of um, so snap counts, he's played 46% of the offensive snap counts on the season so far. And he has five penalties, three holding, one false start, um, and one offside. Uh, and so I think it's interesting with him because, you know, how he's playing on their right side, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the Steelers look to rush and look to like rush the passer by him and look to maybe even try and get a holding penalty from the rookie, um, you know, or maybe they'll blow actually call holding penalties against the Steelers rushes. Next guy we're going to look at, Alex Pierce. Um, six foot three, two hundred thirteen pound wide receiver. Now, some people really like him, some people don't. He did have a good combine. Um, he can catch balls. He's faster than what I think most people really like. He's faster than he looks, if that makes sense. He ran a, and so he ran a four point four one, um, four point yeah four one, um, forty yard time at the combine, um, weighing in at two hundred eleven pounds at the time. Um, he has three, let me get this right, stop my, stop my scrolling. He's had 28 receptions of 50 targets, 
Um, so that's not the best percentage there. It's over half, but it, it's not that high. It's not even 55%. I think it looks out to be like 53%. Um, for him on the, the season so far. Oh, sorry, 56%. Yeah. Um, yeah, 28 from 50. Yards, 424. Started seven games, one TD. Um, yards per game, 42.4. Yards per target, 8.5. So he's a guy that's really contributing for them when he's getting the football. Uh, and and he's someone they've had to rely on more as the season's gone on. Last week he had a season, a, oh, almost a season high in terms of targets. Only had three receptions um, for 28 yards. So it's a 37% catch um, radius. The best game for him yardage was 81 yards against Denver in Week Five, where he caught eight from nine at 88. percent um, And his one touchdown came against Jacksonville uh, in Week Six. The next player from the Colts that we're going to preview is Eric Johnson, defensive tackle, six foot five, two hundred ninety eight pounds, drafted in the fifth round out of Missouri State. Um, he has played predominantly on. He's played a bit of special teams except for the last few games. Played a bit of defensive snaps. Played no more than twenty percent. So he's playing more of that nose tackle, I think, from them from the limited tape I've seen, um, or at least the defensive tackle sort of style, um, different packages. One um, fumble recovery on the season, only one tackle on the season. He wears jersey number 93. Said he's played less than 12% overall defensive snaps in the games he's played in and 6% of special teams. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not going to see limited contribution from him, um, but you may see more game time um, from him depending on how the actual game is going, whether they take the lead and they've got a lead over the Steelers or you know it becomes garbage time for them. And hopefully the Steelers do blow them out of the water. Um, I'm really hopeful for that. Dallas Flowers, cornerback, six foot one, 196 pounds. Um, he is undrafted um, from this year's draft. Only he's played on special teams. Plays his season high, 55% was against New England. Um, he's got a couple of tackles on special teams. That's really his contribution there um, as that corner cornerback. Played no actual defensive. Um, snaps. He wears jersey number 30. So if you see him make a splash play on special teams, you know that that's, that's the guy we're talking about here. Not someone that was on my radar at all um, coming out of out of college, even though I was looking at that. He played at the college before he came out to be into the pros was Pittsburgh State. So there may be some listeners that are um, aware of Dallas Flowers. And we've got Jojo Doman, as I said earlier, and when we st- when we kicked off the show, uh, he's an outside linebacker that they've got him listed as. Um, it's funny, people thought he'd be that line- linebacker hybrid sort of safety guy. Um, 230 pounds, six foot one. He's really he's pretty quick. He got some really nice interceptions late in the college season last year. Um, whilst he's quick, he's a, it's a four six two, so it's not Devin Bush kind of quick before his injury, um, but he's pretty quick for a linebacker there. He wears jersey number fifty seven. He's not played on defense at all, though. That's what's interesting. He's played on special teams um, this season. So, again, he's someone that you could see them work into packages. I could see that against the Steelers, particularly if they're looking to have to try and stop um, Freemuth as well. I mean, he's not that tall, so the matchup's kind of interesting, but he's looking to like put some, some hits on there, shut the Steelers' running backs down as well. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean, he's had a couple of tackles, but otherwise it's been special teams for him. But it'll be interesting to see how they, if they use him at all on defense, he comes out of Nebraska because I think he's got a, a bigger future in the years ahead um, with the Indianapolis Colts. The next Colt on our list has only played one game in week nine against New England. 
Um, and his name is Trevor Denbau, and he's a safety 5 foot 10, 208 pounds, but he only played on special teams where he played 16 snaps, um, which was 50% of those snaps. He wears jersey number 43, so the Troy Polamalu number. Not much else um, really to say about him from that perspective. Um, he was activated off injury reserve as well um, in October um, after being placed there. So I, I think... Really, you're not. He's he's probably not going to be the game changer, and if he is, well, hopefully, um, that's because he makes a mistake on special teams that helps the Steelers. And then finally, we've got Nick Cross, defensive back. Um, you know, some people would call him more of a strong safety, um, but he is two ten pounds. So it's a little bit light for some teams. Strong safeties, you could still play him at free safety. Really quick guy out of Maryland. Um, four three four forty yard time, incredible. He's played in eleven games, started two. Played 118 defensive snaps on the season. That's 17% of the snaps available in the games that he's played. He's played 45% of the special team snaps. He has one return as well from a kick and punt return. Um, so that's kind of interesting. It was a touchback because there's no yards. Um, he's allowed only, he's allowed two completions off two targets on the season for 15 yards. It's only an average of seven and a half. No TDs. Quarterback rating allowed 97.9. Um, average depth of target is 4.5 yards. He's missed one tackle, made 14 tackles um, on the season, caused one quarterback pressure, one quarterback hurry, and been involved in two blitzes on the season as well. Uh, So not necessarily the full stats that a lot of fans thought of him um, coming into different teams, but they're easing his way in. He was taken 96 overall in the third round of this year's NFL draft. And he's someone that, you know, really they're, they're blooding this season and have, a, I think have a much bigger role with a full off season in the NFL as well. Um, and particularly it will be interesting to see how the Colts move forward and what sort of coach they get um, and, and how he can be a key piece in refreshing and getting younger um, for the Colts defense, which has already got star players um, like obviously like DeForest Buckner, Shaquille Leonard, etc. And so with that, we're going to take a break on Steelers War Room. Join me for part two. We're going to talk Steelers. We're going to talk stats. And we're going to talk where the Steelers can go to from here. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back on Steelers War Room. I'm Matty Peverell, your host of this weekly show covering all things, you know, what we talk about in the War Room. It's how you put together a winning roster, how you find the rookies, how you find the draft picks, how that, you know, how do you develop a winning team? Um, Now, a lot of Steelers fans, you're sitting there saying that comes down to the coaches. It's funny. A lot of people have been criticizing Matt Canada. And I said to Marky D on Touchdown Under or just after it two weeks ago, I said, I'm not loving Terrell Austin. 
I think he's been saved a lot of flack um, because of Matt Canada. Um, I don't like it. I think, you know, obviously they still have been careful about Brian Flores. He should be off another coaching job. You know, before the season, I was very quick to shut down the narrative of Terrell Austin and, you know, being subservient to Brian Flores. I'm not a fan of what I'm seeing from Terrell Austin. I'm just not. Now, I know I've got colleagues at BTSC that would argue with me on that potentially. I just, when you are 26 out of 32 for points against, I know you're missing your defensive player of the year and best defensive player who, who you structure your defense around, and you're 28 to 32 in actual scoring. It's going to be hard to win games when you get blown out. Um, so, yeah, I, I just honestly, I I think the Steelers obviously got to deal with coaches, and that is part of what we talk about in War Room, but we mainly talk about players. Um, and it is a tough season for the Steelers this year. It's not easy to be a Steelers fan and watch us go watch them go through this. Um, it's I heard Arthur Moats talking about it recently. He was saying, you know, we've got to go through the tough times. Can you trust the Steelers? You can because we've got the six Super Bowls. But it is a trying time. It is hard. I get the criticisms of Tomlin. I think the, my criticism of Tomlin is that uh, I think he's got to take a better ownership of these coordinators because he either hires people that are going to just start disagreeing with him more um, and challenging him, or you take full responsibility when they don't perform. And I'm not saying he doesn't take responsibility, but because I, I do think he does it, but it's Sometimes as a fan, it's very easy to feel like it's lip service rather than actually, I get it. It's a problem. We got to fix things. But that's also hard with this game. Like he talked about in his press conference on Tuesday, like the Steelers were in it. Um, the Steelers lost by like that seven points, but like, you know, the, the, the Bengals were ahead of them. You know, they really were ahead of them. And, and there was, there was a noticeable gap. It should have been a, a double score um, loss. And so it's really hard. Where do you go from from here? I mean, pass yards was a season, almost a season high, um, other than the Buffalo Bills game. Um, so, you know, that was a positive. Rush yards were back over 100 yards, even though Jalen Warren got injured um, and was out. So, I mean, the Steelers did do well, but they, they couldn't really... It's hard to know. I think Kenny Pickett built on what he did against the Saints, but it's hard to sit there and say the Steelers built on it because they're still not putting it together in every facet of the game or, or on the three different parts of um, in comp- playing complementary football. So it is kind of hard. Now, we will talk about the rookies from the Steelers and what who might be making an impact in the games to come. But if you look at the Steelers roster, I think you're going to see some turnover. Um, now, I can go through all the over-the-cap over stuff and deals, and, we, and I will do that later in the season, but we don't really have time in a what should be a, basically a half an hour to 40-minute podcast to do that. But you do kind of look at the position groups, and there's going to have to be some talent overhaul. Now, obviously, Rudolph might be out. I've sort of said I think you move Trubitsky if you can. Um, Jeremy McNichols will be someone cool to bring back, but he'll be 28 years old as a running back next year. Benny Snell, probably bye-bye. Um, unless you're getting him on a cut price, but is he even worth the veteran minimum where you can draft another rookie or get someone else that's more proven for the same money? Najee Harris, you know, obviously you're keeping him. Jalen Warren, you're definitely keeping him. Derek Watt, I think you're moving him on. Um, Steven Sims, they probably want to keep. I think Gunner will make it into the, you know, the practice squads and stuff like that. But whether, you know, up until the season starts, whether he's there, I don't know. I wish we were seeing more of Boykin. Maybe we see more of him as the season goes on. 
Deontay, obviously keeping him with his deal unless you're moving him because he's disgruntled and you want a big haul for that. Pickens is a superstar. Love him. Build around him. Same as Paddy Freemuth. Zach Gentry can be interesting in terms of what they do and pay him. Connor Haywood, I want them to keep. The offensive line, they can't get out of the Mason Cole contract even if they if they wanted to. I'm not sure they do. Um, James Daniels, you're keeping. Chooks, you're keeping. Dotson will be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, going into, I think, what do you think? Yeah, last year is his next, it's the last year um, for him. Kendrick Green, has he become a cut? Hassan Howell, what are they going to do with him? Um, Loudermilk, kind of interesting. Alawalu, I expect to retire. Ogan Joby, I hope they bring back, but it'll come down to price and how much more he plays this year, I think. Cam Hayward, of course you bring him back, but I've seen Steel fans say trade him so that um, he can go win a Super Bowl. I don't like that narrative. I want him to stay. Travis Adams has started playing better. Wormley, I think, finally moves on. Not that I think that's a massive benefit to the Steelers, but who knows what they get with that roster spot. But having De- DeMarvin Leal will help them. TJ Watt, Miles Jack, you're keeping Marcus Allen. Gosh, please, how the hell could they keep him on the roster continually? Spillane's developing. I think he's proved a lot of people right. Devin Bush, um, I think he's starting to come back. So it'd be interesting to see what the, how they approach and deal with that one. Malik Reed, same thing. Um, now, Jimmy Jones is on the practice squad, so I'm sure you see there. William Jackson third. Who knows what's going to happen there after he's put on IR. Witherspoon, I, his deal looks a bit like 50-50. Josh Jackson, he, you know, that'll come down to money, I think, and what he gets offered elsewhere. Levi Wallace, you're keeping. Oh, he's on contract. Sam Sutton. Mollet, I think you keep, but he only got a little bit exposed in a couple of plays in the last game. But should he be marking up against him? Was the scheme where he was lining up as a fit? Hard to say unless you know what exactly the plays they were calling. James Pierre, I'm still not really a fan. I, I think I think he's not going to be a... I think he's not a top four corner in this league. That's just my view. I know it's not the Steelers' view. I know it's not a lot of my BTSC colleagues' view. That's just what I feel. Upgrade it because um, we've got a lot of number two and three corners. Let's go get a number one, even if it's a draft guy that we're developing over the next couple of years. DeMonte Casey is a great guy for the Steelers. I can't remember whether he's on a one or two year deal, but I think you want to bring him back. Same with Edmonds. Definitely give him a deal. Um, you know, seven to eight million over four or three or four. That'd be great. He's only 25. Um, so he and Minka can form a long-term partnership together. Um, Trey Norwood, someone you got in the seventh round in 2021. So he'll be there. Um, and big press. I don't know. Let's see how he finishes the season. Um, and Boswell, hopefully this is an injury that curtails his career. So, I mean, as I say, where the Steelers go to from here, um, I think really let's, we've kind of got to see how they, how they finish this season. I think that's really the, that's really the big one, but you know, they've, they've got to find a way to put this together in the off season so they can get ahead um, and, and get the most, out of the rookies, like which of these rookies are going to, which of these rookies can prove that they're people to invest time in and which ones do we need to potentially head back into the draft um, to acquire new players um, to fill those roles and improve the team. And so Jalen Warren, uh, he he obviously left the game fairly early. He had one target, one reception in the game for nine yards um, rushing. He had no rushes, kind of, it kind of sucked. He had 4% of the offensive snaps with three. Played on special teams, 3% with one snap. 
not not much to say there. Um, and hopefully his hamstring issue, you know, doesn't keep him out for too long. Um, I didn't see. Um, I know that his availability is kind of in question at the moment. So let's see. By the time this goes to air, there may be a better update on that though. So um, that's one thing to remember. I record this on my Wednesday night um, before it goes live to you on your Wednesday. Um, there's almost a 20-hour time gap as well. So um, apologies if, if there's an update for him by the time this show goes to air. Mark Robinson still hasn't done anything since Tampa Bay. So, I mean, we'll we'll leave it there with him. Um, I know a lot of Steelers fans calling for him. Connor Haywood. Uh, so, you know, again, from Connor, he had one tackle in special teams, played 5% of the offensive snaps. It's kind of, yeah, I mean, it's hard to really say that, but he did. He had to contribute on special teams. He's just got to keep contributing whenever he's on the field, and he did that. So that's what you can ask from a six-round draft pick, um, and particularly in this sort of, H H back receiving tight end running back hybrid um, sort of player as well. Let me get to my man George Pickens, six for three, two hundred pound wide receiver, four receptions of six targets, um, eighty three yards. So he tied his second season high from the Buffalo game. Hasn't broken a hundred yards since the New Jersey since the New Jersey since the New York Jets game. Um, Average yard, yards per reception, 20.75. That's great. He's kept the average. I talked about this after they drafted him. I talked him about pre-draft as well. Like his yard average for receptions is really high. Um, and it's continued. It was 20.75 last week. In almost every game he's played this season, it's been above 10. That's pretty incredible for a Steelers offense that when Mitch Trubisky was the starting quarterback, was averaging 5.4 yards. Um, 66.7% um, catch percentage this week. Yards per target of 13.83. Um, so pretty cool from that perspective. One touchdown, second touchdown on the season. That was fantastic to see. He played 86% of the offensive snaps. He did play one special team snap. And so on the season so far, he's almost getting to that 500 number. He's got more of the yards than Alex Pierce of the Colts. Um, two TDs, 62.3% catch percentage. Just remember I said a couple of weeks ago on the show, he had to increase that number, had to get over um, 60%. He's done that. Let's see if he can now push to get 65%. Uh, three rushes on the season so far for 24 yards, one TD, two first downs. He's had 22 first downs in receiving. That's how important he is for Kenny Pickett um, and, and really extending drives, particularly if you're going to get penalties. And he did that. Um, so I'm just looking forward to seeing this connection grow. And, you know, we've got six games left in the se- – oh, sorry, seven games left in the season. You know, let's say if you can get another 350, that you've made 100 yards. I'd love to see him try and push and get 1,000 yards. That would be really cool for him to be able to get a 1,000-yard season, maybe five or six TDs, and it's possible. Whether Steelers win more games, who knows? But if he can stay healthy – there's a real opportunity here with Pickens and Pickett to develop something that goes into year two. Um, and it's interesting. Ben talked about on the podcast he does football and that um, he wanted to see them work Deontay. And I wonder if working Deontay in will help Pickens go down the field, but I don't want to see Pickens's um, targets drop. It shouldn't be anyone, any targets below six. If you're going to throw 30 passes a game um, on average or even 36, you cannot have less than um you know, t- 20% of your passes not going um, to George Pickens. You just can't. He- he's got to get the football. He- he's electric with it. And then, of course, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback taken out of Pittsburgh, taken by Pittsburgh. 
Um, he had 25 from 42 for a 59% completion rate, 265 yards, one TD, no interceptions. So that's good. So the ratio is improving. The ratio is improving. He's got eight interceptions. He's now got three TDs. Um, rushing TDs, he's got three on the season as well. None in this game. He had two rushes, 14 yards. He looked good. I think his pocket presence gets better. That's just my view. He was only sacked twice, so the offensive line did their job. Um, yards per attempt was 6.31. Um, so I think that was that was really I think good to see that start to that start to lift. It's been much higher with Kenny overall than it has been with Trubitsky, so that's important. Um he played all 100 percent of the offensive snaps, didn't have to leave the field. So, you know, number eight for the Steelers is doing pretty well. On the season so far, he's almost got to 1500. He's got a 65.4% completion rate. He goes to three TDs to eight interceptions. So that's starting to improve, as we said before. Um, quarterback rating is going up. It was a 71.8. Yards per game has gone up. It's now over 200, and th- over 200, which is important. He's only being sacked 8% of the time. He's being sacked 20 times already. I mean, he has only started, you know, um, six games and played in seven. So it's still pretty high. Um, that it's getting to about that three game. Remember, I said if they can keep him under three game, that's probably pretty good. If they can get to two, two and a half to two, that'll be really good. He has still had a game winning drive. It was a shame he couldn't get there this week. Um, but you've got to like what you saw out of Kenny Pickett. Uh, I think I think you really do. I just keep thinking. Johnny Jeff talks about it. I said in the offseason he needed more ball. I said he he should be the, the quarterback. Um, maybe except for week one, that might have been a bit much for him, but. I don't feel like it's a season wasted. I don't feel like you can say that, but let's just say I'm looking forward to how he goes after a full off season when he's not worrying so much about who's going to draft him and hand size, uh, communicating the fact he's got smaller hand and double glove and all this sort of stuff. Kenny Pickett will be good in year two. He'll be real good. And so I guess to wrap up this week's show, where do the Steelers go to from here? We talked a little about the roster in the first part of part two um, for the show. I think... As I said, it, it is hard to be a Steel fan this year. It is hard. It's hard being a national fan and get up at the crack of dawn on a Monday and watch it. But you've got to be in with this team. You've got to be in this team with this team for the lows to celebrate the highs. They're not even in the bottom 10 in receiving yards on the season. Um, you know, and when you look across different stats, they're not, and that means they're not in the bottom 10 in terms of pass yardage. You know, they do, they are you know, pretty up there. They're in the top six for interceptions, but, you know, so are the Bills. So are the Saints. I mean, we'd be beat the Saints, but the Colts are too. So maybe the Steelers take the football away this season. Um, yeah, take the football away in this coming game. They're, they are a bit behind on the rushing side of things. We kind of, you think you expect that as a Steeler fan, but they've broken the thousand yards, Mark. Um, they're not even in the bottom 10 anymore for that. Touchdowns, you know, they, they are in the bottom 10 for that, but they're not in the bottom five anymore. So there, there are things that are improving with this team. Um, Scoring-wise, you know, they broke 20 points. They had, they broke 30 points, you know, uh, and a few a few things here and there. They probably could have done a bit. They, you know, they could have been, they could have won this game. I do feel, though, that the Bengals were a couple of steps ahead of them, Um, you know, in that second half. So, it was less about, I think the score was closer and it did flatter them. Um, but a few ba- different bounces of the ball different ways makes a big difference. Um, and so, look, Steel fans, you've got to keep the faith. Do I think we're going to go on a run and make the playoffs? No. If they did, cool. 
but you got you can't brute for your team to lose, right? You don't want them to have. I said this three or four weeks ago when it was like when the, when they only had the one win, or maybe they just had the second win and weren't looking good. I think it was after Miami game. You don't want them tanking to get a high draft pick because if you breed a losing culture or you bring that, you'll become like a almost like a cancer into this locker room, and you don't want them to get used to losing. It's really hard to get out of your system when that when that happens. So all we can do is support our Steelers. Hope they go well against the Colts this, this coming weekend. And so and all we can do is wave the terrible chow, towels and cheer. Go Steelers.